This Week in Wealth is powered by Alpha Wealth Group. If you're serious about retirement and have saved $250,000 or more, call Alpha Wealth Group's Tom Fortino now, 630-934-1855 or alphawealthgroup.com. Alpha Wealth Group, retirement made simple. Good morning, Chicago. Welcome back to the new expanded version of This Week in Wealth. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. I'm Elise Glink. I'm a WGN radio talk show host, financial journalist, and the CEO of Best Money Moves, my financial wellness company. And I'm Tom Fortino, an investment advisor rep right here in the Chicago area, the founder and principal of the Alpha Wealth Group. It is so awesome that you're here with us today. If you want to talk with Tom, if you want to ask us a question, give us a call, 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855, or go to alphawealthgroup.com. So, Tom, how was that extra uh, half hour of sleep now that we're starting at 7 a.m.? <laughs> I'm an early bird, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not taking advantage of it. Maybe I should. How about you? Uh, you should, and of course I slept it. Actually, what I did is I had another cup of coffee, so uh, I should be speaking at you know like Perfect. hyperspeed or something. For t- like Google, you can watch it two times, you know, mm-hmm. normal speed, something like that. Anyway, we're now in 2023 officially. It feels like we've stepped into some sort of wacko future. But um, happy New Year! How was your New Year's Eve? You know, God, I'm I'm, I'm old before my time. I just. I, I don't even make it to midnight. I'm sorry. I know that might be see <laughs> it's like I don't know. That's Pretty okay. depressing, we, we, but that's how I am. No, we're the same. I mean, staying up till midnight <clears throat> is a really hard thing to do even with our kids around who are, you know, goading us into it. Um but there you have it. Um Anyway, well, I'm glad that we've got this whole new year and we now have an hour to play with each week, which is so great. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought what we would do for all of our listeners is we're going to start taking more of your questions on air. Um, We'll read them or, you know, you can leave them at 630-934-1855 if you want uh, and go online and leave questions there, alphawealthgroup.com. We want to make sure that you're getting heard. And so I thought what we would do um, is run those in the second half of the show. We'll talk all, uh, you know, about the questions that people are sending in, uh, give people time to kind of wake up with us and, you know, and call. But because today is January 1st specifically, I thought maybe what we do is start the show with New Year's resolutions, Tom. So what mm-hmm. are some of the New Year's resolutions you make every year? You know, it's interesting because, uh, again, I'm probably going to be kind of uh, the Debbie Downer here. I, I, you know, no matter what, I, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't think you can get away from the reset in your mind, the mental picture of, hey, this is kind of a, a refresh. It's a restart. I've gotten away from setting resolutions. I'm always trying to be a better person, of course, and, um, you know, always I'm trying to improve things for my clients and, and what we can do for them. That's always part of it. And that's ongoing. So uh, how about you? You know, it's interesting. Ever since I started Best Money Moves, uh, my goal has been to help more people with their money every year. So I do, as you know, something very different from you. You know, you help with the investments and the retirement roadmap and planning. And what we provide to our companies, our customers, is a platform to sort of help people educate themselves about what's possible when it comes to money Mm -hmm. and give them tools and things. And so every year we look to add more companies who have employees and that's who gets our product. So my goal this year is to educate an extra 100,000 people on their money issues. And so we'll see if I get close to that this year. 
I bet you'll you'll not only meet, but you'll exceed that. I'm sure. <laughs> I, I, I sure you, hope so. so. Will. What are your clients focusing on this year? Mm. What are you going to focus on with them? Do you think? Well, you know, it's interesting. As I said, I think mentally, it, you're always in a reset, and I, and I always say when that year comes, while well, you may be one year closer to retirement, you may have received a raise, you may be in a new job. Just It's just a great opportunity, I think, and we'll use it. I think it, always we want to monitor. You know, I meet with my clients and I'm in constant communication. We meet throughout the year. We're kind of, you're monitoring, monitoring things, trying to stay on things that there's life-changing things that maybe in your, that have happened as well. And um, this is an opportunity, again, to revisit, always revisit your plan and say, look, it, for example, hey, I have a, a, a little more income this year. I'm going to contact my 401k provider and I'm going to increase my contributions by one or two percent. You know, if you can commit to some of these things, these things just always come back to you when you do these things. Um, again, if you're one year closer to retirement, we definitely want to say this is when people are closer and closer to retirement. You know, this is when you're the most vulnerable. So you want to make sure that, uh, you know, the plan is as solid as possible and you're gearing up. You may just, I, I can't tell you how many conversations I had, and you may have had the same, at least where someone says, you know, I woke up one day and I was 62. I forgot, my God, I was just a few years <laughs> out from retirement. And so these, again, it's an opportunity to do a reset and as well as understand what some of the new rules, how they've changed, increased contributions to 401ks. There's opportunities for that, increased contributions to Roth and, and traditional IRAs. So a number of changes have occurred in this year because it's the beginning of a new tax year. Yeah. You know, it's interesting also, the we're ending the third year of this pandemic. And I know I've said this to you before, it's like the first year we were all scared of dying. And so the second year we were all moving out of, you know, our home somewhere else, like a huge proportion of people in the U.S. went out and bought new homes and uh, decided they weren't going to work from home anymore. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the third year, everybody was trying to get people back and adjusting to the great resignation and what have you. I, I feel like, you know, as a society, we're looking to make a change this year and face forward. And, and when we hear from people at Best Money Moves, they're really concerned about the idea that they'll never be able to retire. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've got to have clients who are thinking to themselves, oh my God, I'm 62. What if I have to work till I'm 82? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you get that in, in, in some cases, what's interesting is people in many cases are in a better spot than they think they are. And I think that uncertainty is really unfortunate because, you know, we have all these uncertainties that we have to deal with. Certainly the stock market um, is one of them that we've been dealing with. Uh, but, you, you know, we don't want uncertainty on retirement. So some of the things that I say for every individual, this is something we do is to really take a look and test your plan. The first piece of that is to understand because this is what it's all about, having income that you cannot outlive. That's, you know, you know the studies, you look at them all the time, Elise. The number one concern of retirees, you can look at Allianz, Zeti, down the line, is I don't want to outlive my income. The first thing I would tell individuals is, well, do you know what your income is going to be? Have you checked on it? You know, Social Security. SSA.gov, you can go there and find out. You may be surprised. I mean, uh, right now, those benefits, as we talked about already, went up 8.7%. That was the recent cost of living. That's going to take effect this year. On top of that, you have these 8% delayed retirement credits. You know, a spouse could have, a, a husband and wife, to, you know, a couple could have 
sixty, seventy thousand dollars just coming from one source. That doesn't include pensions, it doesn't include annuities, it doesn't include investments. But we really need to kind of establish what do we have in place, and so now we start to pre- provide clarity to our retirement. Which is really important. All mm-hmm. right, when we come back, I want to go to the idea about recession. So we're going to talk about that, how to cope, all the rest in our new expanded show. You're listening to This Week in Wealth on 720 WGN. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to This Week in Wealth, our new expanded edition. I'm Elise Glink here with Tom Fortino of Alpha Wealth Group. You can reach out to us, and we hope you do, 630-934-1855. The goal for this year is to talk to as many of our listeners as we can you can also reach out through Tom's website, alphawealthgroup.com. So, Tom, we've talked so much about how there might be a recession next year. And so far, this is just looking like the strangest recession. I know we always say, like, mm-hmm. it's never before been like this. But normally in a recession, people start losing their jobs. The stock market goes down. And now we have an exceptionally strong job market. So no people are losing their jobs. They're getting new jobs. We have very low unemployment. And what looks to be a fairly strong economy, mm-hmm. and the stock market is already pretty low. Mm-hmm. So if we do have a recession in this year, later this year, how do you see that playing out? And what is your advice for people if we get into a mild recession versus kind of a major redux of whatever happened back in 2009? Well, the first thing, as you said, it's, we've got these varying data points, and it's it's really hard to get your arms around some of this. But I think, you know, I think there was just a study recently came out: seventy percent uh, of those that were surveyed um, of some of the leading banks and institutions had said they believe there's going to be uh, a recession this year. Some have said the severity is going to it's going to you know different different severities of of this recession. Some mild. We you know we always talk about the soft landing. Mm-hmm. I do have some concerns. I'm just saying this, you know, but the the one thing I would say is, you, you know, predictions are hard, as they say, especially about the future. Um, and so <laughs> what predictions about the past? Though, <laughs> very easy. Yeah, that's it. That's, of course, a Yogi Berra quote. But right. the, the, the point is, um, you know, we just always have to be careful where we try to predict these things. And then we're our own worst enemy. Now, do I think there's some concerns? Yeah. Jay Powell has said he's committed to raising rates. I mean, he's been very hawkish. You saw the mark, some of the market volatility. And unfortunately, we're hanging on all these data points. So kind of the takeaway from this is, um, you know, in your, in your taking a look, if we're just going to talk from an investment standpoint, you know, I'm not averse to trying to be a little more defensive. Now, be very careful. You always want to, the first, I guess, thing I would say is, can you define your investment plan? Do you know how you're set up? You you know, emotions are one of the biggest obstacles when we talk about having a solid investment plan that you can stick to. So I would say, again, here's an opportunity. We're talking about New Year's um, resolutions. Really take a step back and take a look at what your investments are. Consolidate investments. Try to simplify. If you have two old IRAs and an old 401k, put them in one account. Now you can start to, again, I would say, from an investment planning standpoint, put everything together as much as possible. They're all portable. And then evaluate what you have. Know what you own. Know why you own it, as Peter Lynch said. And then try to understand where you're at. If you're working with someone, someone talk to them, but say, okay, let me understand what my plan is related to what my goals are. What you know, And this is how you can kind of you know, be as successful as possible. I, I would say increase your probability of success. And again, know what you own. Again, I'm a little more defensive on the side where I would say more value stocks. 
there's opportunities now that we've already talked about, at least on the fixed side, mm-hmm. assets that you say, look, I want to protect these as much as possible. I don't want the market volatility. There's brokered CD, CDs out there getting 4%. There's other structured products that you can look at getting that can then help you, buffered ETFs and so on. So really, again, takeaway is really commit to yourself. Here's the homework assignment. And here's the call to action to get your investment plan in place. So when I think about this, it's kind of, you know, I take a step back and I think people have a really hard time being, uh, you know, objective about their money, right? It's really hard to do, which Mm -hmm. is why, you know, we talk a lot about hiring a financial planner and why that's so important. You need somebody to give you that objectivity. You know, creating your plan is good. If you're 62 and we're heading into a recession, you have to step back and remind yourself, Um, I'm probably going to live to be 85. I've got another 20, 25 years Mm -hmm. around on this planet. I don't have to make changes today because of what's happening tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I, I need to think about what's going on 10, 15, 20 years from now and remind yourself that's a long period of time. You're going to ride out what's likely to happen um, don't get freaked out because I think people make the worst decisions with anxiety. And I know mm-hmm. there's been a lot of anxiety over the last three years and the last 15 years. We've had mm-hmm. a tremendous amount of anxiety in this country financially and a lot of upheaval. And I think mm-hmm. that that has just pushed people to make bad decisions like I'm going to invest in crypto and then you watch that go up in flames, right? And I don't think it's helpful, by the way, when you get a billionaire like Elon Musk, even though he's doing just fine, folks know he needs to feel bad for Elon. But, you know, buying Twitter, it's like he's lit $44 billion on fire. It's kind of the, you know, nobody needs to go to that extreme when you're pushed. So take a deep breath, step back. And I agree with you, whatever your plan was, right, putting money Mm -hmm. away, maybe you're going to put a little extra away this year, you know, don't make radical changes just because we're going into a recession or you think mm-hmm. we might be going into a recession. I, I am Great. sure you've got so many examples of clients who just did that. They kind of freaked out, made a decision, and then they called you. Yeah, there are some clients, and I. this is part of my goal, My, um, I guess my responsibility as an advisor to talk through some of these things. And again, this is not to be critical in any way. How, you know, for people, and I want to be respectful to everybody who has, you know, it's your money. You've worked so hard. And so, you know, I don't want to say you, you can just eliminate emotions, but I just like when we were talking about the income earlier, and that's really part of this too, but, you know, also your investment piece of it, again, as much as you can have a plan and stick to it, Yes, it's still going to have some emotion to it. You know, you could be as simple as I've quoted John Bogle before, the, the founder of Vanguard, who said, here's your investment plan. Take your age and subtract it. We've increased it a little bit, but <laughs> subtract it from 120 because we have long, mm-hmm. a little longer lifespans. So if you're, if you're 60, subtract it from 120, that's 60. That's the most you should have in stocks. That's the most you should have in equities. If, if that's going to be the plan, it can be a little more sophisticated than that. You know, you own dividend stocks and those equities and you own maybe some small cap or whatever, but... I'm just going to be a 60% or 50% in stock, but I have something I can stick to. And then these little things around the periphery, I kind of call it a dimmer switch. Okay, maybe I'm going to overweight something or I'm going to try to add some health care and utilities and consumer staples because I feel maybe I'm 5% of my portfolio because I think it's I want to be a little more defensive. Okay, 
but we just have to be careful with these big changes. And again, it's just all it's always about providing more clarity to your plan so you can stick to it and not let these uh, these like you were saying, at least the, these the times change and have you deviate and then maybe impact you in a bad way. No, absolutely true. All right, we're going to take a short break uh, and do a little uh, news uh, at the bottom of the hour. We'll be back with your questions, so call now, 630-934-1855, or go to alphawealthgroup.com. You're listening to This Week in Wealth on 720 WGN. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the second half of the new This Week in Wealth. If you're just joining us, I'm Elise Gling, CEO of Best Money Moves, and I'm here with Tom Fortino, the founder and principal of Alpha Wealth Group. Our show is now a full hour, and in this segment, uh, now that we have all this extra time, Tom, I thought we'd use it to answer some of the listener questions. So if you would like Great. to ask us a question, right, give us a call, 630-934-1855, or go to alphawealthgroup.com. I know, Tom, you've told me, that people call the number and unfortunately by the time you know we hear from them we're already off the air but uh it's nice to know that we're going to have some time in our new new hour-long clock uh, Mm -hmm. to be able to answer questions yeah i think it's great because you know what you find is and when i'm doing classes i find this someone's asking a question and there's usually someone else who's thinking about it or maybe hadn't thought about thought that's a great question (laughs) you know it's helpful to them so it's always good when these things happen i think it's very valuable yeah, I think so too. So this question came across the transom. Uh, actually, it didn't not this morning, but a little bit earlier this week. Um, this person wrote in. It's a guy, and he wrote in. I'm 66 years of age. I'm eligible for my full retirement on January 1st, 2023. I think feel like we should have a applause or something uh, for him. Yay! Today's your day. You're eligible. Yeah. And then, but he went on to say, however, I'm recently divorced uh, after being married for 26 years, and I'm wondering how the divorce will affect my social social security and retirement income. And I thought that was sort of interesting, because if he's already divorced, he's recently divorced, so he's obviously Mm -hmm. separated out, um, let's say his wife got the house and he got, you know, the condo in Florida or whatever it is. Uh, he wasn't that specific, but I assume that his uh, their retirement monies have already been divided. Mm-hmm. They're living on less. So just because he's 66 and now eligible, um, you know, let's talk a little bit about Social Security and what he needs to think about. Because I think more and more people are going through this silver divorce. Like they're seniors and people are like, okay, I've been married to you for 40 years and I'm done. <laughs> yeah, Even if it's better financially for us to stay together, I'm done. So we're seeing an increase of silver divorces. And I, I just thought his question was so relevant to our listeners. Yeah, I mean, from a social security standpoint, and there's so many other pieces to this, as, as you were kind of referring to from the standpoint of, you know, your estate plan and, and your beneficiaries and whatever else you may have. But from a standpoint of social security, one thing to understand from there, and this is a big decision. I always say kind of like the pension, you know, in a sense, it's an irrevocable decision. Um, but, you know, when you decide to take to make this as a claiming strategy, claim your benefits as an individual, you have a retirement benefit based on your work history. It doesn't matter what your spouse is. It just I'm talking about your retirement benefit. There are spousal benefits. There's divorce spousal benefits. I won't go into that now. But the point is, is, is we, you know, I responded to this gentleman before your benefit is based on your work history, regardless, again, whether you're married or whether or not your spouse um, a divorced spouse can actually take spousal benefits off of your benefit history, too. That, again, does not affect your benefits. So his benefits are not impacted by the divorce 
um, at all as far as when he decides to take them. Now, he can wait till 70. That's a whole other discussion. Once you hit full retirement age, the penalty goes away. You know, and you can continue to work. That's that's a milestone where, you know, prior to your full retirement age, if you're working, there could be a penalty. Once you mm-hmm. hit full retirement age, you can turn on Social Security. You will get 100% of your benefit with no penalties. And and again, he can defer all the way to 70. It may grow by another eight, nine, ten thousand a year. So that's a whole nother discussion to have. Does it make sense to delay my benefit so I have a longer benefit for the rest of my life? All right. So let's put some numbers to it because I think it'd be helpful for people to ha- understand. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say he's earned the full amount, and let's say in if he decides to start claiming it, his benefit is let's just say four to make the math easy, four thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Now. No penalties, right, because he's full retirement age. And let's say his divorced spouse makes a claim for divorced spouse benefits. Mm -hmm. You're saying, if I understand you correctly, the 4,000 would stay 4,000 for him regardless of what his divorced spouse does. Correct. Correct. So I'm glad you put it that way. That was very helpful. Okay. So he he now doesn't have to worry about his ex-spouse subtracting from his benefit now or at any time in the future. That's a correct statement. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so so that's good. And then for retirement income, you know, we assume that, you know, and really, if you're thinking about getting divorced, we wish that you would call somebody like Tom, you know, and ask these questions ahead of time because this guy's divorced. So we don't know what was agreed to and how they split the marital assets and all of that. Mm-hmm. But going forward, anything that he would earn is his alone. He doesn't, you know, unless his divorce mm-hmm. degree requires that he give future income over to his ex-spouse. Mm-hmm. I assume that everything he has would be his. But isn't it the right thing to do to ask these questions ahead of time before you start divorcing? Well, there's an, yeah, it's good to know because, um, you know, as far as the benefits, again, it doesn't impact it. Uh, but, you know, for example, qualified accounts, retirement accounts, there's a tax consequence. So if you had $200,000 in an IRA, right, um, it's really you, you might want to consider discounting the value of that, I guess, for lack of a better word, because I'm getting an asset that's 100% taxable. OK, as opposed to if you give me a stock that's after tax, it's not technically 100% taxable or a piece of real estate. So there's 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 decisions that they need to be made and consequences there. And even from an income standpoint, of course, pensions are treated a little differently than, um, of course, than Social Security. But there's a, there's a lot to consider here, um, not just, you know, one thing. Life insurance, again, another part of the, the piece. So um, it's it's not as simple as the value of this, the value of this, let's split it, e- split it equally. You get this piece and I get this piece because it, it, they, they can be treated differently, certainly. Yeah, and for our, our, you know, any listeners where your spouse is carrying health insurance and you're under the age of 65, so you're not eligible for Medicare, that's a whole nother part of this discussion that you need to really think through. Because, you know, are you going to be buying your own health insurance? What's that going to cost you? If, you know, if you're 62 Mm -hmm. and you've got three years to go, that could easily run you for the kind of coverage you're getting now through your spouse you know, 10000 a year. So are mm-hmm. you accounting for that? Are you thinking about it? And what is, you know, how does that play into it as well? And so I think there's really, you know, a lot to go through. And again, having, you know, an estate attorney is helpful um, or having your financial planner mm-hmm. on hand as you're having those discussions. That's a really important part of it. And really understanding the financial ramifications of every part of your life 
before you just decide you're going to throw up your hands. Like if you are thinking about divorce, I'm sure you've got your reasons. Think through the money side of it first. That's all. Yeah. That's all we're saying, right? I'd say pre and post. <laughs> you know, I came across someone a few years back who came in and we were going through their stuff. They had life insurance. Their ex spouse was still the beneficiary. Yeah. So. Um, so there's some things too, as well, from that standpoint, you want to go back and get those things taken because you cannot change that post death. It's going yeah. to where whoever that beneficiary is. So there's a lot of, again, moving parts to this. These yeah, decisions. there are. And if you decide to remarry, all right, we'll devote another segment to that. Uh, 630-934-1855. If you've got a question for us, that is the number to call, alphawealthgroup.com. Uh, when we come back, we've got another segment, very exciting. Uh, we are going to talk about long-term care insurance because it's something we haven't covered for a while. There's some new changes, and we want you to be aware of it. You're listening to This Week in Wealth on 720 WGN. Welcome back, everybody, to This Week in Wealth. I'm Elise Glink, here with Tom Fortino of Alpha Wealth Group. You can always give us a call, 630-934-1855. So happy that we now have time to take your questions, and we will do that uh, every single show. AlphaWealthGroup.com. And while you're there, you can also uh, ask Tom or download a whole lot of free information, including information about uh, retirement plans, what to do with uh, all of your different assets, the asset organizer. It's a really great tool. I've used it myself. You'll really like it. All right. So, Tom, despite the prediction that many are going to need long-term care insurance in their retirement years, a new study by Lincoln Financial Group found that very few of us are actually familiar with the features and benefits on long-term care. We don't even know what mm-hmm. to choose, what to think about when we're looking at different um, uh, kinds of long-term care insurance. And, you know, of course, because everybody would rather put their head in the sand or watch football this time of year, we don't even want to talk about it with people like you or our families. <laughs> I mean, it's like, who wants to talk about this? Yeah. And I actually have a personal story to share about this because one of my dearest friends who's in California, her dad, who has um, sort of a long one of these horrible diseases where your your muscles just stop working. Um, he fell and ended up in a nursing home, which he's there now. And they're like, listen, you don't have long-term care insurance. so And Medicare only gives you 10 days. And now what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. So they're trying to figure out what to do. This is He's 87. It's exactly the wrong time to be figuring this mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Um, and I'm laughing, but it's not. there's nothing funny about their situation. And, and the wife, does, who's 85, she's like, when we get old, old we're going to think about this. And I'm like, you're 85. Anyway, mm-hmm. so... How do you have that talk with your clients, and have you found that some of them actually are unaware of what the cost of long-term care would be? I think the national average is that 25% of us are going to need to spend at least three or four months in a nursing mm-hmm. home facility at some point in our lives. So let's talk about this. Okay. Yeah, I mean, long-term care um, is really kind of part of, you know, when I talk about planning, I talk about the five pieces to your retirement plan, the five pillars. One of them is asset protection. And so under this umbrella of asset protection, things like what happens if I have a premature death? What Because hap- you're an asset. You want to protect yourself, right? What happens if there's a long-term illness? Because you can have all these other, you can have a great income, you can have a nice investment plan, but all of a sudden, if you have to come out of pocket, you know, and there's been these studies, uh, Health and Human Services came out, I think they said $85,000 for a semi-private nursing home a year. Whatever the numbers, they're big numbers. You know, what happens now to your plan? And so... I talk about it in the under the 
like I said, under the uh, the the term asset protection. How are you mm. protecting this proverbial moat around the castle on your planning? So it is true. Now, look, the risk. I don't know what the risk is. Nobody knows for sure. You hear these numbers. And, you know, I say it's not about the risk, it's about the consequences. And so do we want to try to protect against this risk? So long-term care, you know, my credo has always been, hey, I get you the inf- get as much information as possible so you can make an informed decision, not just rely on someone's opinion. You can cover the long-term care by a number of things. And the point is, you know, Medicaid will come in, but you have to spend down. So unless you, as an individual, have only $2,000 of net worth, we don't have to get into all of it, but... For the most part, you're not going to qualify. So you're going to private pay. And if there's a surviving spouse, um, you know, in one six, you may go through a lot of the assets. So the question is, what do we do? And so there's long-term care insurance that you can purchase. Um, that's kind of, I always call it the vanilla uh, insurance policies. Right. right. It gives you a daily benefit. Let's say whatever the number is, you can customize it. And it'll cover for so many years. Okay, let's say it gives you $200 a day for three years. Okay, that's fairly straightforward. You can get one that pays $400 for 10 years. Of course, it's more expensive. But that's something you may want to take a look at. The other interesting thing is there's a a lot of this. And I've been insurance licensed over 20, 20, 25 years maybe now. But anyway. A um, few years. You've had some experience (laughs) with this. And now we're into another year. But um, Life in, I'm sorry, there's life insurance policies. Insurance companies have evolved quite a bit. So now what they offer are life insurance policies that you, where you have a death benefit, but you can use it during your lifetime if you're not able, if you need long-term care. So you have a $500,000 death benefit. You can use it during your lifetime to pay for long-term care. And if you don't use it, guess what? That death benefit goes to the uh, surviving spouse or to the children as a legacy. So it's not a use it or lose it where I'm just paying a premium for insurance that I don't use. And if I don't use it, I've just paid premium for many years, which I still think is a bad thing. You're protecting the, 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 the assets. But there's also other options, I guess is what I'm saying. So it sounds really flexible. And I didn't actually, is that a, would you call it a whole life policy or more of a universal life? Or I don't know, it sounds like universal, but use it during your lifetime life. Yeah, yeah. So what it is, is, you know, you can buy, a, it is a permanent policy, a universal life or an index universal or, very, you know, there's different ones. But the the type of the policy, what, again, it allows you. So, for example, same way to qualify, they call it two out of six activities of daily living. You can't bathe, you can't eat, whatever it might be. Yep. There's certain things where you need help. That's how you qualify. Same as you qualify if you buy that vanilla long-term care policy. The life insurance ways are set up where you can use up to 2% of the benefit. So if there's a $500,000, 2% is 10,000 a month for four years. So you could use 10,000 and you could use up part of your, so you're actually spending your death benefit during your lifetime. Um, but if you never use it or you only use part of it, whatever's left goes income tax free to your family. That is, uh, sounds incredibly flexible and helpful. Uh, and it sounds like there's a lot more that goes into it. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing about the long-term care policies, and I, I think people don't really understand this, they, they typically are best purchased when you're in your 50s or early mm-hmm. 60s, right? But there are sure. some ways that you could be excluded from coverage mm-hmm. um, that you wouldn't qualify. Is that correct? It is. It's 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 kind of the reverse. I mean, um, um, you know, if you have mobility issues, if you have things that don't impact your life. I mean, long-term care is more of an issue of, you know, their risk is if you live a long time with, with um, 
issues as opposed to life insurance has a different underwriting where you know they want you, I shouldn't say want you I have to be careful how I phrase this but you know what I'm saying they, the longer you live the better it is for the insurance company of right, course the pay, risk goes down you keep down. paying right because you, you keep, keep paying, paying so it's, and yep. not using it yeah so the other thing I guess I'm glad you asked that question Elise because you may not qualify along for long-term care, but you could qualify for a life insurance policy that has a long-term care benefit. So it's just interesting. It's, you know, and again, the takeaway I would say from this, Elise, is look, you could private pay. You have enough income. You feel you're comfortable. Okay. You can look at the, the long-term care policies, the standard ones, or you can look at the life insurance. There's other ways to do this. But I think it's worthwhile, as I say, I tell all my clients, look, I'll sit down. We'll spend an hour or two going through this stuff. And then you can at least be comfortable to say, I made an informed decision regardless of what it was. You, you don't have to look back and say, you know what, I really didn't look at this as much as I should have. Maybe I should have made a different decision. So that's always my approach. Let's dig into this and understand your options and understand what makes sense for you, right? Yeah, I think what people fail to understand is you're one fall away from financial disaster as a senior. Mm-hmm. Right. If you haven't gone through this and you haven't thought it through, you could be like my friend Wendy, whose mom is, you know, trying to build an, an ADA compliant bathroom on the first floor of their house for her husband who may never be able to get out of bed again. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it's the wrong solution for the wrong thing that happened, but it happened so suddenly, like he was okay, and then suddenly he wasn't. Or my mom, who was okay, and then suddenly she wasn't. Uh, these are the things that happen to people in their 80s, and in sometimes in their 70s or even 60s, and you've got to be thinking about it and how it's going to impact you. Because to Absolutely. go back to the question that that guy asked us, you know, last half hour of the show, you know, what happens, you know, when, right? What happens when you know, divorce or what happens when somebody falls or what happens, you know, if I suddenly don't have health insurance, you know, all of these things can impact your retirement and your planning. You want to make sure you're ready. Yeah, you have to be as proactive as possible. And that's, that's really because you can't, there's certain things like we talk about powers of attorney, that's on the estate planning piece. You know, if you if your spouse is incapacitated, well, you can't go get a power of attorney for that person anymore. So, you know, all of the things and the information we provide, Lisa, is to say here's here's the here's the roadmap, here's the here's kind of the blueprint, and to look into all of these areas. Again, I call it the five areas, the five pillars, and you know, do the do take a look and say where do I stand in each one of these? We're we're talking specifically about the asset protection, life insurance. Again, is one of them. Do you know what your coverage is? Do you know if you have something through work? Have you called your, your your provider there? Should you buy a policy separate from work so it goes with you? Because if you leave your employer, you may no longer be covered. These are just, there's a lot of things, but I try <laughs> to make to it go. simple. We, you, know, it's, you know what's clear is that even with an hour, we don't have enough time. But go. we're going to call time on it today, and I'm going to encourage everybody to give Tom a call to go through this more in depth. 630-934-1855. Leave us a question. Ask Tom for some help. AlphaWealthGroup.com. Don't forget you can listen to all of our past episodes, which are up at WGNRadio.com. And be sure to uh, stay in touch. We'll be back next week with another edition of This Week in Wealth. And until then, we hope you have a great week. Thanks so much for listening. Stay tuned for more on 720 WGN.